what I can have and I am going spearheaded to get that and then when you want those things so bad and you start asking those questions people will literally start appearing in your life to give you those answers and they may Mm -hmm. just come for a brief moment and then they leave but they they started to come around like a number of people that I've met in and out and you know they helped me realize my potential Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is helping women level up their lives. Now, today's quote states, the next level of your growth will demand a deeper version of you, but debt is a sensual process. That quote is by Levels Grand. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our BizBox program is now live, guys. Are you interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity, resources, or time to see the vision through? Well, look no further. Our newest program, BizBox, is your business solutions in a box. We will provide you with the support start to finish from branding to marketing, we have you covered. The only thing you worry about is your launch date. For more information, email info at intentionallypost.com or click the links provided in the show notes. Now, today to get into today's episode, this podcast is with no one other than Shanika Adams, a.k.a. a Virgo's world. Hello. And she is helping women level up around the world. Hello. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am well. I feel good. I'm super excited about this episode and to speak to you about a conversation that is near and dear to my heart. Um, Of course, entrepreneurship for me is first, well, it's second now, but I feel like self-care, self-love has become something that I have started to incorporate daily within my life over the past two years, and it has been transformed informational like I cannot even begin to tell you you know where I have come from to now Mm -hmm. and I've been following you for a while and I'm like wow I've just seen you blossom over the years from you know being a caterpillar to a butterfly to now being like this Uh exotic like (laughs) phenomenal woman oh yes girl the level up has been real (laughs) yes I'm like I don't even know she's like a fairy godmother at this point Well, I just want to get a little bit into it for our listeners who are new about learning about your platform and your journey. Can you just briefly tell us about your journey into leveling up and spirituality? Okay, well, so I started out, you know, in the entertainment industry, modeling and doing all that stuff. And although I had a great time doing that, I really did. I made a lot of money, met some really amazing people. I just felt like I was losing myself, and I didn't feel like I had control over my life. And yeah. I just I just felt like things were just out of control, so I decided that I needed to level up my life. And I had no idea, you know, where to begin, where to start. I just had to start doing it. And so... I just started researching different things and, you know, really just trying to figure out what it is that I wanted for myself, and I made a plan, and I started to execute. And honestly, that is the number one thing to remember when leveling up. Discipline is key. You know, you have to discipline yourself, and you definitely have to know what you want and believe that you can achieve it, whatever it is. And for me, leveling up was, first just about finding my peace of mind and having that because that's something you cannot buy. You cannot buy a peace of mind. You cannot buy confidence. You cannot buy self-love, and you cannot buy value. 
those things have to come from within. And that's something that I had to learn because my perception of it all at first was, okay, well, you just need to have, you know, nice clothes and you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, yeah, that's a part of it. But the most important thing is leveling up from within. And so basically right. I teach women how to level up their self, themselves and how to date better and to stop accepting mediocrity and to just love themselves and believe that they deserve the best. So I turned my platform into that instead because I started it out as like a plastic surgery blog. And then I just transitioned it into helping women because, you know, we need to help each other. We need to encourage right. each other. There's no reason why we have to be against each other when everything else is already against us. So right. I just felt like, you know, on my journey leveling up, my heart started to change. Everything started to change for me. And I just want to give. And I just want to help women. And honestly, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love it because I think what attracted me most to your platform was the fact that it wasn't like you were teaching women to sacrifice this for that. It was like, right. no, you can have nice things and you can love yourself and you can be have a partner or, you know, be single and still have all of these things and be fulfilled. And what I've learned, you know, if you get too deep into the social media world, which social media is not a bad thing. I'm not here to shame social media. However, depending upon the profiles that you follow, it's almost like a give or a take. Like, give up Absolutely. this to access this or do this to access this. And it's like, if it's, like, I don't believe that you can't have the Birkin bag and still be happy or you can you can have the man and still be happy. Like, Absolutely. and I think that's what I loved most about you was just like, it was like you were teaching women to love themselves fully to accept, you know, things that, of course, were not detrimental or, you know, like less of a man who is supposed to be a provider. You change the whole trajectory around being a gold digger and what that actually means, you know, for right. women. Right. And, so and, and I, think, I mean, that's yeah. important because a lot of these things, these stigmas and, you know, words like gold digger were created by men anyway to shun women, women for having standards, and to basically put women in their place and to let you know you can't ask me nothing because if you do, you're going to be looked at as a gold digger. So now you got all right. these women running around, you know, afraid to come off as a gold digger. I put that in quotation marks because they've been brainwashed to believe that it is awful. It's just a made-up right. word by men, and they have instilled fear in the minds of all these women. So now you got women that are just settled for anything because they don't want to be a gold right. digger. I don't want to be. Well, you can go <laughs> dig for coal all you want. I'm digging for gold. Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I'm digging for gold. I love it. And right. I don't care what anybody has to say about that because at the end yeah. of the day. I'm a successful woman just like you are and just like many of the other women who follow my platform are all successful women. So right. why would I not dig for the biggest gold chunk that I can have when I'm already successful in my own right? Yeah. I'm not just going to settle for anything. And no woman should feel bad about saying, you know what, I want a provider man, you know. Right. And a provider man is not just a man that has the – financial means. That is definitely a big part of it. But what about other qualities? You want a man that's not only financial, but is he going to be there for you? Are you compatible? Right. Like, do y'all have anything in common? Right. Regardless of, regardless of the relationship, whatever it may be, okay? Still, right. you don't just want somebody, you know, you don't want right. just people in your life that are going to treat you any kind of way. First and foremost, the man has to respect you. And if he doesn't yes. respect you, then you don't have a relationship. So, you yes. know, I know I said it once just now, but ultimately, <laughs> yes, women, don't be afraid of this word gold digger. It was made up by men. Steve Harvey himself went on national television and said this. Gold yes. digger is a made-up word. It doesn't exist. Since the beginning yes. of time, women have always fought out the best provider to take care of them and their children. So please tell me, 
what like how is a woman a gold digger for wanting to you know make sure that before she enters into a partnership with you that you are able to provide for her and her children because when women right. have children their entire lives change you can't work you can't do anything so who's going to make sure that you're okay while you are bringing his legacy into this world right Right, and I think that's very important and that's key to talk about um, because of the simple fact, like you said, not only why wouldn't you want, you know, to make sure that you are financially secured and that you have no worries. However, I also think a lot of the times while why we are having such hard times with relationships is because we let this word dictate what a woman is yeah. now, meaning – that we're not feminine anymore, we're more masculine. So you hear the term, I'm independent, I can do this, I can, you know. So you leave no room for a man to be a man anymore because you feel like you don't need a man. And I always tell people, I need a partner. Like. Right, I need one and I want one. And I have no problem saying that. Absolutely, I do. I love you, man. (laughs) Right, and it's like, I need me a man. You know, I am not by far independent, not saying that I'm dependent upon a man. However, mm-hmm. I am, like you said, financially supported. So I can support myself financially if I'm if I'm single. However, right. I need all of the support and, you know, um, help that I can get, you know, because just being an entrepreneur alone is hard. <laughs> so to add yes. those extra oh, layers yes. of life, <laughs> it's like, okay, who is going to help you when you're weak in those other areas? And it's typically a partner, you know, of course, family, Absolutely. but you need that support. So I love that you spoke on that because, you know, of course, all of us have feminine and masculine traits, men and women. However, I think a lot of times in society nowadays, women are more masculine, which leaves no yes. room, like I said previously, for a man to even help or take up that role because the minute that, you know, this woman feels like a man is doing too much or she's depending too much on a man, you know, she needs to revert and go back to, into her independent woman status. Exactly. So <laughs> and I, I think love it's, that. It's, it's all, you know, upbringing to, you know, how a lot of us grew up, how we saw our mothers. And of just course. like you said, society conditioning us. And, yes, there's nothing wrong with being independent. More than ever now in today's time, women have to be independent because men don't want to, you know, provide. So right. regardless of that, you got to be independent in your own right because if, you, if your whole everything is trying to depend on a man to save you, girl, good luck. <laughs> you, you can good luck. Let's just keep it real. Good luck. Yeah. You cannot put all your dependence on somebody else, not in not in no. this time. No. So no. I always tell women, right, I always tell women, I talk my stuff and I joke around, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to make sure that my egg basket is full. Right. And I definitely right. agree. <laughs> right. <laughs> my egg basket is full. <laughs> I love but that. I still my want you to take care full. of me. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> so my aunt basket can stay full. <laughs> yes. So and then it, so and then you don't want to, like I personally have been in situations where I did allow somebody to completely take care of everything, and then when that rug is snatched from under you, you will quickly realize that that can happen at any moment. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. So you still got to look out for you. Always right. look out for you at the end of the day. And there's nothing wrong with that because guess what? Everybody is always looking out for themselves. You yep. have to. If you don't have your yeah. back, who will? You know? Right. Right. I totally agree. So, like, what was that moment in your life when you knew it was time to level up and grow in your journey? I think, you know, it's so many determining things, but one thing that I can pinpoint was just my, my state of mind and the people that are, I was around and just my life, it was just in shambles, you know, like, and you wouldn't yeah. have never known that because things kept going on and on, but it was. I was just not in a happy place. I was depressed. I, I just, I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't loving myself. You know, 
I was looking for love in the wrong places. I made a lot of mistakes, and all of it came to a head. And one day I really just felt like I'm losing my, my marbles here. Right. And, like, I, I need to, like, what's going on? Like, I need to really sit down and, and get myself together. And, you know, I started going to therapy. I started to first create a relationship with God because I got off that track even so. And that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Women, you know, we all need to realize having that relationship with God and not being afraid of that, you know, and, you know, that's important. You have to. And just trying to discover myself and what my purpose was. And once I started to ask those questions, all of the answers pretty much started to come to me and everything started to reveal itself. And the only thing that I had to do was stay disciplined. That's it. Just stay disciplined right. to what I wanted to do, and everything that I've wanted has happened for me, and, and, and it keeps happening for me because I'm focused on me, and I'm focused on my journey and everything that I want, and that was pretty much it, just the peace right. of mind thing. I just felt right. like I didn't have my peace of mind. It was all over the place, so right. I had to fix that. I had to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I love that as well because it sounds like you got yourself back in alignment spiritually, mentally, mm-hmm. physically, yes. and started to live for you, um, which a lot of us, we, again, like I said, I've been on this journey for about two years where I can actually claim that I've been on a self-love, <laughs> self-care journey because, you know, of course, before it's like, oh, yeah, I'm practicing self-love and self-care, and it's like, are you really? <laughs> but... You know, now it's just like I've really I understand where you are because my biggest thing was like to release the want of control, like of just like being okay with saying okay. Well, it's Tuesday. Last week I wanted my business to be like this. This week I wanted to be like this because I'm listening to spirit more, Um, Mm -hmm. understanding that to quiet my own voices, but to open up my heart and to turn inwardly and say okay. You know, God, spirit, source, whatever, whomever you all believe in, um, Mm -hmm. what do you want from me today? You know, what is going to bring me the best return on my investment? You know, and I don't think Mm -hmm. we do those things or practice those little things. Because I did another podcast last week, and I was speaking to this lady who was suffering with mental health. Like, she's a mental health advocate. However, she still suffers with, you know, depression and anxiety and things of that nature, but it's her journey. And she Mm -hmm. was just speaking about, like, you know, how we don't really sit with ourselves. And um, I was reading this book, and it made me think about it when she was saying it, how it was saying, you know, um, society, of course, practice, like, um, they congratulate, like, the masculine traits, which are, you know, forward action, you know, always getting things done, movement, Mm -hmm. but we don't practice the feminine um, traits, which, of course, is stillness, um, internal being, and things of that nature. So, and she was saying pretty much any time that, you know, we're still, it feels uncomfortable, and we don't want to sit with our thoughts because we're scared of what's going to come up. And I'm like... That is so crazy because for you, you notice, like, okay, all of this is just wrong. It doesn't feel right. Um, I want change. So was there anything, like, that inspired you? Were you reading anything or did you have any, like, friends or mentors around you who, like, kind of lit that flame for you? I do, and I think back to moments, there were people that definitely – were in my life, I guess, that kind of spearheaded that. But I I feel like it has to come from you first. Like, right. that's the problem with people changing. They say they want to change, but then they don't really want to. And so it's like, it's like a quote that I read, and it said, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right, and yes. I felt like that moment was happening for me. I felt like I was truly deep in my heart ready to start getting the life that I wanted, and I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to sacrifice anything to have what I want to have. 
sacrificing without hurting other people, I should say. Right. I'm willing to do that because I I want what I want out of life. And I have seen the vision of what I can have, and I am going spearheaded to get that. And then when you want those things so bad and you start asking those questions, people will literally start appearing in your life to give you those answers. And they may mm-hmm. just come for a brief moment, right. and then they leave. But they, they started to come around, like, a number of people that I've met in and out, and, you know, they helped me realize my potential and what I could do and, you know, all of those things. I love but that. I think it, it starts with you first. You have, to, you have to want to level yourself up before anybody else can ever help you, even God right. himself. He can't. If you don't want it, how can, how can you ask him for help if you don't want it? Right. He's not going to give it to you because you don't feel it in your heart. You have to feel it in your heart, like deep deep in your soul. Like, do I really want this? I want to change. Help me. I want to change. And that's what I said. Help me because I want to change. I really want to become better. And it's a slow process. You'll be doing this for the rest of your life, you know. But I want to be better, and I want to inspire, and I want to leave my mark on this place as a positive one. And right. That's pretty. That's that's where that's what happened. Like I was ready, and the teachers appeared. <laughs> right. I love that. I really love that. So, are there like any days that you are ever challenged with how far you've grown as a person? Challenged? What do you mean? Like, uh, um, like where it's like you can find. Of course, like you know how we practice. Like, okay, well, my anger, for example, because okay. that's easy for people to relate to. So, you know, I try to talk myself for an example. Um, Like, I'm like, okay, I want to work on how I communicate because I know growing up, you know, communication was always screaming and yelling. And, you know, I've learned to understand that was just how my parents' parents communicated. So it was like that generational Mm -hmm. thing where I got old enough to where I'm like, okay, when I have a partner, instead of fussing and fighting, I don't want to scream, let's communicate, let's talk. Right. So that's like, you know, something I've practiced, but I have those moments where I'm like, this is super frustrating, (laughs) and I just want to scream for you to get it. (laughs) Girl, I I have to work on it. Yes, okay, I understand what you're saying now. So, yes, I have moments like that. Of course I do. You know, I one of them is definitely working on my communication and my attitude, you know. I can remember one, and I'll tell you the defining moment for that for me was I was was out somewhere with a friend, and we were somewhere, like, it was a casino or something, and Mm -hmm. I've never been carded before in the casino, still no excuse for me to act the way that I did, and the lady... (laughs) asked me for my card and I was just like it was so weird because I saw all these people standing around so I felt singled out and the way that I reacted was not the best and then when I when my friend told me like you didn't have to like you know you didn't have to act like that what was that about that's when it hit me like oh wow like I really have to check my attitude but the reason is because when you grow up and you see those types of things, and you see how other people act, and that's your environment, and you see that it's cool to turn up on people when you're in places and be ignorant and ratchet and ghetto, because you understand when I say these words, I'm not just talking about black people, because ghetto and ratchet is an attitude. It is how you act. And I was acting like that in in all ways. And I'm like, I got to change this, because... It's not even about the other people that's observing. It's me. I right. feel crazy because once you act like that and you do that stuff and when you do things to hurt people and say stuff, you feel crazy after it's been put out there. You you feel yeah. like, what? Why? Why did I do that? Maybe I do. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know I do. No, I so I, I totally get it. <laughs> yes, I. So I had to uh, I had to check my attitude. You know, and I curse a little bit sometimes. It happens, so I'm working on that too. <laughs> and, Look, um, you're further than me, but girl, listen, it, hey, it happens. It, it happens. I'm working on that. And I think oversharing, oversharing on social media is what really, really. I think I definitely had to work on that because I overshared way too much, and right. all of that definitely affects your reality 
You know, you, you give people ammunition to destroy you when you overshare. And you can't be mad at nobody but yourself because they wouldn't have known if you didn't share it or if you didn't do that. Right. So You're right. And then, yeah. too, I think you have, like, great people around you because I love the fact that you have someone to let you know, like, that was wrong. Like, that wasn't yeah. cool. You know, um, because we need an accountability partner. Yeah, and I was going to say, as friends, you know, everyone wants to be your cheerleader. Everyone wants to be your yes man. However, you Mm -hmm. need those friends who are just like, uh uh-uh. And I know my biggest biggest downfall is someone correcting me and me not having a rebuttal. (laughs) It's like something. Oh, okay, yes. See, I'm with you on that, too, because sometimes I would get mad when people try to tell me I was wrong. And I'm like, yeah. no, just receive it because obviously something's not right. Don't react negatively. When somebody tries to correct you, you know, I will agree. I'll say this. I'll agree. It is about the way it's delivered. But if I know that it's coming yeah. from a genuine place, like when my friend checked me about acting ratchet in this nice place, you know, <laughs> I had to check myself like, yeah, yeah I, why are you acting like that? Where is this anger coming from? You know, yeah. allow people to help you. You can't think you know it all because a wise person knows they don't know nothing at all. And every time right. I learn something, I realize just how much I really do not know. <laughs> right. So yeah. have, have an open mind and let people help you and correct you when you're doing wrong. And that's okay. And just take it as positive, constructive criticism. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then, like you said, we're coming from – you know, those things that have been planted in us since birth. So, you know, it might be unconscious triggers, traumas that you are not aware of consciously that, you know, could be coming up. But, again, it's still no excuse, like you said, to act that way. You just, of course, have to acknowledge, okay, this is what happens. If you can identify where the pain or, you know, that moment right. of outburst came from, you know, check it, deal with it, you know, nurture it, give it some love. If you can't mm-hmm. identify it, try to be more aware of, you know, Absolutely. what things, of course, put us in those moments that make us feel threatened. Because I feel like, you know, when you're angry, it's because someone's threatening either something that you're, you know, that you believe in strongly, or it may be, like I said, a trauma that has occurred that brings you back to a moment where it's like, okay, I feel singled out as a black woman or this or that, but you have to identify what in that moment triggered that response. And I love the fact, like I said, you have someone around you who's like, okay, that wasn't cool, because that mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to go back and reevaluate, which, again, uh, having that support group and those type of people around you will help mature your growth as a person. Absolutely. And I'm so happy you said that because your environment and the people that you are around is the determining factor in that. The reason why a lot of people think their behavior and their actions are okay is because they are around people that are doing the same thing and nobody right. is saying to them, okay, what are you doing? Like, you need to check yourself. Because yeah. everybody around is, is, is doing the same thing, so everybody thinks it's okay. And then if somebody okay, tries yeah. to say something, the attitude comes out because nobody has really set you down with love and care and said, listen, this, right. is, this is not how you need to do this. Let me show you a better way. And you yeah. have to be open to receive that. So, again, it goes back to, you know, my point of you have to be open and ready to receive. And then, you, like mm-hmm. you said, your environment. Are you around a bunch of yes men that are constantly, you know, like, yeah, 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 you know? And we've yeah. seen many examples of that out here, of people that right. have yes men around them, and then look at how they turn out. Definitely. Look at how they turn out. Yeah. It's no so, growth. And I think that's important, Mm -hmm. and I just want to kind of put a disclaimer out there for, you know, our listeners. Of course, you don't have to take everything someone tells you Mm -hmm. as the right advice because you are entitled to your feelings in that moment. The only thing Mm -hmm. I'm suggesting 
is that you identify the root of those issues um, in order to, of course, begin your healing processes or your growth process. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, if you feel like you were wronged and your friend is like, I don't feel like you're wrong, take, like I tell people, even on these podcasts, like take what you feel like is, you know, conducive to your life. Anything else, right. throw it out and get rid of it and forget <laughs> if it was ever said. Um, so I do want to put that disclaimer out there because I don't want anyone to feel like, you're wrong for feeling how you feel. If you feel you had the right the right to go off or do whatever, okay. But if it's something where you can go back, like even myself after, you know, I've been a brat and I'm like, okay, he told me I was wrong. Now let me sit by myself and kind of talk to myself, talk it through where there are things that you could have done better. And, I mean, ego is a big thing, especially – it for is. a strong woman, <laughs> um, <Girl>. for someone <laughs> to kind of sit you down, childlike, and say you were wrong when, you know, you kind of right. been on your journey for a long time. So I definitely, definitely love it. Now, I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit because I know through your journey of leveling up, there had to be some type of healing and forgiveness. Um, healing-wise, what was that process like for you, and how did you begin your healing journey? Oh, God, that's the, that's the toughest part right there, the healing. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. the healing part, it is, because it requires you, like you said, to be alone with yourself and accepting whatever thoughts are coming. What most of us realize, even though physical things happen to us, we always heal from the physical aspect of it. Like, okay, if someone, uh, okay, you go outside and you fall down and scrape your knee, you're in pain, but it's going to heal physically. It's the same thing with a lot of the abuse that has happened to us. Although we've healed physically, mentally, that is the challenge because all of that stuff still lives there mentally, and we have to accept it. That's the part about healing that a lot of people don't want to do. And we have to accept things that have happened to us, accept some of the traumas that we've dealt with, some of the pain, and just have to accept it and let it go. Because the longer you let it live in your mind, the longer it controls you. Because it's all mental, everything, even fear. Fear, it only lives in the mind. It's not real. It's, It's in our minds because it's been planted there. It's been imprinted in us since birth, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> from from yes. birth, from the very time we, you know, were born, it's been in, imprinted in us. So we have to understand that fear is just in the mind, and you have to let that go and take take your healing serious. So I had to go get therapy, and there have been many a nights where I've sat here and I've just cried and cried and just purged. I had to take walks yeah. in nature sometimes and just purge by myself because you got to do this healing thing by yourself first because nobody else can 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 do that. You got to jump right on in by yourself and do it yourself. And I've been doing that. And the more you do it, the easier it will become and the faster you can heal yourself. But you got to heal and accept things that you might not want to accept and release those thoughts, release that pain, you know, you have to yeah. do that. It's, it's very important. Yeah. And I think you have put a post, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday, where it was just like forgiveness is not for, like, It's not the for person. them. Yeah, it's for you. Yes. It is. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for anybody else. And, again, just because you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean that they have to be in your life. Forgiveness is for you to release that pain of attachment. That's all forgiveness is. So I've forgiven a lot of people. Some people I probably shouldn't forgive, but I have to if I really want to acquire the things that I want in my life. I have to forgive them, and I I have to, you know, put that to rest and let it be and move on. And guess what? They're not in my life, and they will never be in my life. But guess what? I forgive them, and so I am not holding that over myself. I have relieved right. myself from that pain. Forgive. Yeah. Forgive, even if it hurts, and it will hurt, because you got to forgive some pretty foul people, possibly. Yes. Dude. 
But yes. you're going to have to if you truly want to heal and move forward. And I can honestly say this. Since I have done that, I, everything in my life has gotten better. Everything. My relationships with my family, you know, a lot of people just with myself, my relationship with myself has gotten better. All of it because yeah. I've released all that burden, all that pain that's been holding me down and wearing me out. Yeah. You know, I have and, to. and it's heavy. And it's heavy oh, girl, to heavy. hold so, hold so many people captive. <laughs> I call them prisoners. Like, I feel like, you know, I always tell people, I was talking to my grandmother the other day because I was just telling her, you know, I didn't have my father growing up in my life, but I don't hate him. I love him. You know, I, do, I tend to him and I care with him from the aspect that I feel like is conducive for me mentally. Um, and I love that you touched on that point as well because a lot of times people feel like for, forgive, you know, forgive and forget and all of that other stuff and all of those other quotes. However, you can forgive people like you said, but you can deal with people from afar. Everyone does Absolutely. not have to be your immediate space. Um, if it is a parent that you're challenging, you know, challenged with, you know, relationship-wise, like I tell people all the time, I love my dad, but I also know he's a trigger for me. And yeah. what we have to understand on this journey of healing and leveling up as well is that, you know, you're never going to 100% forget what has happened to you because it's a trauma. So Absolutely. which means that you just learn how to deal with the, the pain. So just like, yeah. like the lady from the last um, podcast, instead of her – trying to get rid of her anxiety, she kind of just nurtures it. She gives it attention. She tries to figure out, okay, what Mm -hmm. has given her anxiety in that moment, in that day. And then she lives with it and she deals with it. She doesn't allow it to control her life. The same thing with parents Mm -hmm. and family members, you know. And I'm big on if a family member is just not conducive to your environment and your growth spiritually, mentally, physically, let them go. Like, just yes. let them go, let them be. But if it's something like a parent or something and you feel like whatever, find ways to build a relationship that is conducive right. to you. Meaning Absolutely. if it's spending time once a month, and that's enough, let that be your boundary. <laughs> like, let mm-hmm. that be what you do to still keep that connection and, you know, that relationship going. But if it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I can only be around this person if, you know, five other people are around, then let that be that find ways. But if it's just totally out of your comfort zone, then I think you have to, of course, go to spirit, go to God, ask him how can – you know, I live with the decision I'm getting ready to make. Um, but I'm big on forgiveness because I feel like yes. you're holding people captive and God is not able to bless you because you're not forgiving others, but you're asking for forgiveness. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, and we have to remember that, you know, the point about our parents, that they're people too. And I think the lines, it gets blurred with us because they are our parents and they did give us life. So don't forget that they are still people, okay? (laughs) Yes. People do things, okay? Right. Regardless if it's family, parent, whatever. You know, I've always said the whole phrase, blood, thicker than water, all that. I I get it, but honestly, no. (laughs) You know, there are people that, of course, I love dearly and I deal with, and we are family members, but then there are people that I choose not to deal with. And that's okay because I don't have to because I refuse to have toxic people in my life. I refuse to do it, and I don't care who you are. I will remove you for the betterment of myself and for the betterment of my my space and my energy. I will do it. So because there's no reason to be like that to people. If people would take the time and take some accountability for themselves and work on themselves, we wouldn't be out here doing these things to each other. We wouldn't hurt each other because hurt people hurt people. So that's why we really have to work on ourselves and heal our trauma so that we don't go out there and, for one, pass that along to our children. Understand that these types of things can be passed down through DNA. This is scientifically proven. You can research it. It can be passed down. So you don't want to keep passing down this trauma through generations for your children as well and just for yourself. 
Don't yeah. be afraid to remove toxic people out of your life, family or not. That does not give them the right to continuously disrespect you just because they're family. I will. I, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I like. I feel like we could have this conversation all day. Girl, we can talk. But, yes. See, when it comes to this type of stuff, I can talk all day, honey. Because I'm. Yes. <laughs> I love it, and I love the conversation because I feel like before even um, you even start a business, you start a new job, you have a family, you get a spouse, all of those things, you have to get you right first. That's why, like, I was like you. Um, before this business, Intentionally Posh, it was supposed to be like this platform for entrepreneurship, but I changed it. I converted um, the platform to be about, you know, self-love, healing, Mm -hmm. um, because I just felt like there was a bigger need for that. Like, we're on this self-love, self-care movement right now, but I really feel like there has to be some deep internal, like, facing traumas and truths that you really don't want to. And I feel like these types of conversations open up those doors. Like, I don't feel like there's enough people really speaking about it from the scientific standpoint all the way up until, like, you know, the emotional barriers that people are carrying. And you said something so profound. Like, I know I didn't want kids until I figured out what was wrong with me. Like, and I'm sorry to say it. Everybody is not supposed to be a parent. Like everybody does kids. not need to be a parent at all. <laughs> I, I will say it for <laughs> They do not because what they're doing is you essentially when you know you're not ready to be a parent. And I feel like honestly, I'm glad that I, I don't have kids. I didn't have kids either because I was not ready. And I would hate to bring a life into this world and destroy somebody else's life. Like a lot of our parents have done to their kids and stuff, you know. Yeah. Why? And yeah. I know things happen, but you got to be smart, okay? Yeah. Don't bring yeah. life into this world when you when you are not healed because all you're going to do is pass it on to your child and then take it out on them. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, and, don't be that selfish. Yeah. And I think I was watching a documentary on Netflix. It's called Heal for anyone who wants to watch the documentary. Um, it was mm-hmm. it's called Heal, and he was just talking about, you know, DNA and, you know, how, of course, two people conceive a child, all the basic knowledge of, you know, having children. However, he mentioned, you know, you have to really understand who your partner is and their trauma because this is ultimately given not only birth to your child, but it's actually mm-hmm. going inside of you as well. So it's mixing with your um, – with all of your things are going on inside. I forgot the terminology that he used exactly. However, he was saying you have noticed as a woman when she's pregnant, her hair te- texture changes, you know, these different things change about her, but it's because of how all of the elements from the man that she's sleeping with, you know, of course has to go inside of her to conceive this child. So Absolutely. that's why I think it's, it's very important for us as well to understand, like, you know, just not even from our own traumas, who are you allowing to mix, you know, their DNA with your DNA to conceive this child? And what traumas have they, you know, taken on that's going to ultimately, you know, affect the raising of your child? (laughs) Like, Absolutely. And you got to pay attention to the red flag, okay, because a person is going to show you who they are ultimately. When you first meet someone, they show you what they want you to see. But I guarantee you that little mask falls off and you see exactly who they are. So when you see those red flags pop up, why? I don't understand it. Like, And I've been there before, too, so I don't judge no woman. But it's like I have to ask myself, why would I? And I knew this person was absolute trash, but because I wanted them to be better and I tried to see something else, I still gave them access to me. Why did right. I do that? See, these are the things you got to ask yourself, and this is how you heal. Why did I do that? Okay, I, I understand why I did that because I was in this place and I didn't da 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 you got to start asking those questions and realize who you are dealing with, especially if you're bringing right. life into this world. You have yeah. to. Yeah. So I know we're getting close to the end, but now as the person that you are 
today, how do you protect your peace in your space? Why I protect my peace in my space by not allowing things to come in to disrupt that. And my life is a little different than most because, you know, it's, it's widely discussed a lot in right. my, my social media. I mean, it's been out there since I've been, like, 17 years old. That's how right. long I've been, you know, out there in the public eye in a sense. And I don't even consider myself to be, like, a celebrity or nothing. I'm just a regular girl. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it can be hard because, like, it, it can be hard, but I do my best. I'll say that. Like, I just keep I keep my private life private. Um, I have removed a lot of people out of my life, and I realized there was a lot of people that were around me that I was putting a lot of trust into, and all my business was being plastered all over the place, and I couldn't figure out why. So I had to do a spring right. cleaning. And now that I've done that, you know, nothing is being plastered in the streets. <laughs> and right. then just taking the time to meditate, taking the time to, you know, just really cultivate my space in the way that I want to. And and being alone, I more than ever now enjoy solitude. I oh, yes. enjoy being by myself. I enjoy being alone with my thoughts. I enjoy being in my space, even in my home. You know, one thing that I realized that was important was the energy and the vibes in my home. Am I comfortable being here? Because this is the, this is the space where I'm the most vulnerable. You are the most vulnerable in your home. It's where you spend the most of your time. It's where all the masks come off and you really just be yourself, you know. Right. And so if that space is not comfortable and if it's not happy and if it's not, you know, sacred to me, then I can't be like that anywhere else. You know, right. your peace of mind is just the most important thing, and you got to protect your peace, and you got to protect yeah. it. And, you know, that involves just keeping people out of your business, not posting everything on social media, being very careful about the things you indulge in. And that's not just people, but it's television, music, everything. And just yeah. staying prayed up and meditating mm-hmm. and just removing yeah. anything negative. Honestly, it's just about removing right. negative stuff. That's it. Right. Anytime I that's feel like somebody yeah. or something is around that's negative, I just remove it. Like, sorry, yeah. you can't come. Goodbye. You yeah. can't come here. Yeah. <laughs> and being unapologetic I, about it, not explaining I yourself. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I have an I don't care attitude, okay? I do not yeah. care how anybody feels. Now, I don't say that to say that I'm going to be disrespectful to people and that I don't care about my environment and the world. It's just that I don't care how you feel about me protecting my peace. Because that's a yeah. personal problem. That's a personal problem, and it got nothing to do with me. But I'm going to always do what I feel is best to protect my peace. And if you got a problem yeah. with that, that means you don't respect me. Yes, and letting your know be a beautiful one as well. Like, you ain't feeling that today. Don't do it. Like, business, anything. Like, I don't care, sex, whatever it is, say no. Mm -hmm. Like, and me, just let your no be a no, a whole complete sentence. And I'm working on that because I've always been, like, the friend who was like, Oh, mm-hmm. tell you anything. You do this. Can you plan this? Can you? And it's like you say yes so much that you forget that you can say no. And it's yes, like now no. I, I'm like to a point where I've said no so much that people don't even ask me for anything. But it feels good because it's like now when I open up, you know, that access for people to ask for things, you all will mm-hmm. do it with limits. You know, you'll right. ask the most important thing because people will take advantage of your yeses. Um, Absolutely, they will wholeheart. They will have a list of demands and things they want you to attend. But when you restrict people for a good minute, the next time that you open that door to say, "Hey guys, anything you need from me," you know they'll be more selective yeah. <laughs> about what they ask for. So again, I I truly enjoyed this conversation. Um, I love everything that you do, and you have, like I said, I feel like you're a very godmother now. You've transformed so much. Um, And I love what you're doing for women, women in general. Like, um, the last question I have for you, is there any books you're currently reading um, that you would like to share with our listeners? 
Yes, one of my most recent books that I'm actually going back and skimming through, uh, The Alchemist. Um, okay. I read that book. Literally, I walked into the bookstore, and it was just sitting there, and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, okay, what's this? That probably was one of my one of the best books that I've read, and I encourage every woman to read it, everybody to read it, just in general, because it's really a good book with good lessons, and I just thought it was absolutely amazing. So The Alchemist, please read that. It's a good book. (laughs) Yes, I love it. And, guys, please follow her. Um, She'll share her social media handles with you all, but follow her because she gives great books that she's reading (laughs) throughout the month, advice. Um, you know, yes, for girl, we love it, okay. men. so yes, like I love it. Um, even on Facebook, like, so, um, could you just tell them how to find you and connect with you? Yes. Just come visit me on Instagram, simple at simply Shanika or go to the website, simply Shanika.net. And that's how you can find me and get connected. Like, especially all the women just come join, come join the community. It's amazing. It's so many beautiful women that are involved sharing and helping each other. And it's a space for you to be open and free, no judgment. So come join us yeah. at Simply Shanika. Yeah. I love it, I love it. And thank you so much again for being a powerhouse. It was super amazing connecting with you again. And yes, listeners, remember, of course, and listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallypod.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please pass this episode along. The more people that you send to this podcast, this platform, it helps us build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. As always, guys, have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.